Who doesn't love a good ghost story? Especially when it's happened to someone you know. And maybe even better when it's someone we all know. In today's Spooktober special episode, we're sharing stories of celebrities who've had their own spooky encounters. Welcome to Shadowland, everybody. Welcome. This is a podcast that shines a spotlight on stories of the supernatural, the mysterious, eerie, and unexplained. Stuff like zombies. Alien probes. Urban legends. Shadow people. Powers of the mind. Portals. Poltergeists. Sex cults. Wendigos. Giants. Skinwalkers. Astral projection. Past lives. Weird science. Miraculous healings. Synchronicity. Black holes. All of that stuff. All that kind of stuff. And more. And lots more. And so, yeah, so today we've got a very special episode, right? It's our, our super special Spooktober bonus the episode. The finale. <laughs> our last, our, yeah, the last, and we had bonus episodes, one every week during the month of October, all having to do with ghosts. And we just decided to go for it and do one more so that we have like a special episode today. Yes. So it'll be like, I don't know, it might be a mini episode. It might be normal. We're not sure yet, but we're just Oh, here. and by the way, I'm Christina Callery. And I'm Seth Jablon. And yeah, we're going to be talking about all things, well, s- spooky celebrity stories. It's our celebrity edition uh, of Spooktober. And so I'm, pr- I'm pretty excited about this because there's a couple that like they're just sort of too short to to do a full episode on but they're like all kind of hilarious so yeah they're yeah there is it's pretty great so um but i don't know what you're doing and you don't know what i'm doing that's right so so i think yeah so let's 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 trade off of you because i know i think you have a whole bunch more than i do but Maybe, maybe I'll... I have like 16, unless you have some of mine. <laughs> okay. Well, I might. So maybe uh, maybe I should start then. Maybe I'll start with like a, a, a few. I've got like sort of like a set of some, and then and then maybe you can take it from there. And then I Sounds got one good. more. I want to I wanna do it towards the end, so... Okay. Um, okay, cool. So um, my sort of first set here, um, they're all... It's sort of a follow-up episode from our um, Paranormal Sextivity uh episode and and so i've got a bunch of which is very popular it is very popular um it's our celebrity ghost sex sex, right um and so besides spectrophilia there's some other like sort of theories bouncing around out there um and so uh the first one is um lucy lou so in 1999 lucy (laughs) lou claims um she had sex with a ghost um, and so in her word, she said, um, I was sleeping on my futon on the floor and some sort of spirit came down from God knows where and made love to me. It was sheer bliss. I felt everything I climaxed and then he floated away. It was almost like what might've happened to Mary. That's how it felt. Something came down and touched me and now watches over me. <laughs> it watches over her. So there's like a so. continued relationship. I guess so. And I, I, was I don't think that happened to Mary. Mary? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, that seems yeah. 
<laughs> I don't know if that's what they meant with that parable, but um, yeah. But anyway, so the well, it's the, good that it wasn't a terrifying experience. That's no. I mean, I feel like most. I would of be these, scared. Most, I would. Uh, I don't know. I mean, you don't no. know until you're in the moment. Maybe. I mean, I think. I think it like a lot of these stories, like people, it, it sort of happens very quickly before they have the chance. But everyone seems kind of into it. I mean, I did look up that Bobby Brown one that was in our episode, and it wasn't much of a story. It was just him being like, yeah, I had I bought this house. It was haunted. I had sex with the ghost. And then afterwards, he was kind of freaked out and by he, it. And he didn't give any details. <laughs> no, he didn't give any details. And But they all kind of sound similar, where some degree of just sort of taken off guard. Some of them are just single encounters. Some of them are, are multiple ones. But it, it seems to be a thing among celebrities to have sex with ghosts. Um, the site dreamstudies.org said that lists this one as a possible incubus encounter. And that's a nocturnal meeting with an other, otherworldly creature that sits on your chest or otherwise like gets it on with you. Yeah, like the famous, famous painting. Only that doesn't look like something you can No, that doesn't. With. I mean, I feel like that's definitely more it's not that, very in sexy. that, like, yeah, in that whole, like, sort of sleep sleep paralysis world or whatever that is. But I think that's interesting. There's an, there's another name beyond this sort of spectrophilia that there's this actual creature or whatever it is called an incubus. But, um, okay, so that was the first one. That was Lucy Liu. Um, okay, my next one, which I think you had this one too, but... Uh, since we were in first, uh, it's Anna Nicole Smith. Um, so in 2004, um, she told a magazine that she had repeatedly uh, had sex with a ghost. Um, in her words, she said, a ghost would crawl up my leg and have sex with me uh, at an apartment a long time ago in Texas. I used to think it was my boyfriend. And one day I woke up and it wasn't. It was like a spirit. <laughs> and then she sort of like <laughs> talks about how like kind of like flew up from her bed sheets and she sort of freaked out about it and stuff. But then but then later she's like, well, you know what? He never hurt me. He just gave me some amazing sex. So I have no problem. And so then right. I think the, the person interviewing her suggested it might have been a dream. And she said it wasn't it wasn't a dream because it was happening every night. She told her boyfriend and he didn't believe me. Of course, men. <laughs> I don't know if that's a man. Yeah, I read this one too, and the only the only reason like we know that each other was going to because because I asked, I knew you yes. were going to do some sex ones, and so I'm yes. like, you probably have this right. I totally, can't do it. Totally. I really wanted to do it, but okay. I, I've got two more. I've got two more sex ones, and okay. hopefully, hopefully, you don't have these two. But I think you've got a bunch more than me. So I have no, no, none of my oh. other sex ones. Oh, okay, oh, okay, um, okay. So the next one is um, they're family friendly. These are yes, maybe fa- okay. I think these are still family friendly. There's they're not like graphic or anything. Um, the next one is Paz de la Horta. Um, I don't know if you know mm-hmm. she's yes, Boardwalk Empire and the Void. Oh yeah, that. Boardwalk Empire. Um, and in 2011, she told the New York Times that she said she had go- um, sex with the ghost of Elvis. Uh. Now that <laughs> I don't know, I. Well, I could I could get into that. Yes. Well, she said she was on a visit to Graceland and um she went into this room she went into this recording studio where I guess sometimes sensitive people feel his presence in the room and so she went and stood in the corner and she sort of felt him touch her. Um and then she said uh I felt his spirit go through me and give me pleasure. That was like, so I guess that's the whole story, but okay. no, I don't know. I feel like that one actually sounds like, the most reasonable one of the, of the, so far. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Um, 
Okay, last one is um, Kesha. I think this one might be my favorite one just because of like the little details around it. So, <laughs> so I feel like this one's like maybe the least surprising one. I don't know. Um, in 2012, while she was on um, his radio show, she told Ryan Seacrest that she had had sex with a ghost and that her um, song Supernatural was inspired by it. Um, so then later on Conan, she asked her about it and she said she went to the bone zone with a ghost, <laughs> which I thought was like such an odd phrasing. Cause it's like, well, I mean, don't ghosts decidedly not have bones? I mean, I don't know. It seems an odd, odd way to but put it. But it's kind of spooky. It is spooky. Right. And that's true. Like I... bone zone, like spooky skeleton or something. Um, that's maybe hilarious. that's what she was going for. But, um, and then later, uh, she told, um, Kimmel, that her vagina was haunted and Whoa. <laughs> on, on this <laughs> show. And she said, uh, and Kimmel said it's, it's, you know, respond. I was saying it was like more common problem than people realize and laughed about it. Like he's probably, I, he's all into like the UFOs and stuff. I feel like he's like hip to this stuff. Yeah. They don't have products for that. No. But, um, so, so he started laughing and she said, you're laughing, but this is very serious. It's a problem. And she said she was told that she has dead people in her. By her hypnotherapist, and Wait, so what? yeah, she well, said she's, how does she's this haunted. Manifest? She's haunted. I guess ghost sex. I don't know. Maybe there's other things that she wasn't. She didn't go on to say it was pretty. You know, so she doesn't talk about like what kind of symptoms she has. No, with beyond this the sort or of anything ghost like sex. that. Like yeah, you know, spooky noises or anything like that. Yeah. So okay, so those were my um, celebrity ghost sex stories. Those were amazing. Cool. Okay. All right. So uh, I'll tell some of mine. Okay. okay. So uh, my first one is Gigi Hadid, the supermodel, mm-hmm. who uh, lived in a haunted house as a kid. And she told Vogue magazine, quote, when we were kids, we lived in this really old house and I was given the attic as my room, which I don't know. An attic room? I don't I don't think that's a great idea for I don't a know. Kid. That sounds kind of cool I would have been scared. I feel like think? that's like all the 80s shows. Everyone, all the kids lived in attics or like in like cool converted basements or something. That's true. I, I mean, let me think. When they got a little older. I don't know. Yeah. I, it would have scared me as a little kid. I had a door to our attic. We had like a big old house and like, well, not, not the, um, there was an attic through my, um, through my bedroom and that scared the shit out of me as a kid. Yeah, yeah. Um, in my childhood house, there was like a really like an, a stairway that kind of went up into the attic, and um, there was like this really cool stained glass window. Oh, cool! There was just like something I don't know. Yeah, I feel like a kid. It, but but, it, but like... it it kind of scared me. Like yeah. I wouldn't have gone up there by myself. Okay. So anyway, um, she said, we used to hear this weird sound in the closet. And then we asked my dad about it. And he said this old lady used to live in the house. And But the thing is, it wasn't scary. Um, her family made friends with it. They talked to it and um, would offer to bring her tea. So oh, wow. it wasn't, wasn't like a traumatic experience. Okay, so the next one is Chloe Sevigny. Ooh, okay. Okay, so years ago, um, when uh, so Chloe Sevigny and her then boyfriend once spent the night at the infamous Massachusetts house where Lizzie Borden killed her family with an axe oh, in shit. 1892. Yeah, um, sounds very very romantic. Yeah. <laughs> so she said, 
quote, I kept hearing all these weird moaning and groaning noises, but there wasn't anybody else in the house. It was terrifying. It was pretty early and her boyfriend was like, uh, I have to leave. Um, so the experience supposedly inspired her to produce and star in the film um, that she did in 2018, Lizzie, which which reimagined the event. Oh, shit. I didn't see that. I didn't even know about that. Yeah, I didn't even know about it either. I gotta watch that. Yeah. Um, so the next one, Ryan Gosling. Ryan Gosling. I didn't see that one coming. Okay. Yeah, yeah. There was a lot of surprising either. ones out there, I feel like. There was more surprising ones than there was like, oh, yeah, like Kesha. You're like, yeah. Yeah, but... Yeah. So, um, when he was little, his family moved um, out of his childhood home in Ontario because it was haunted, his mom thought. But he was actually the first to see the ghost. So, he's a small child, and he said he saw this ghost, and he said he just sat. And I knew from a very young age that he was a ghost, too. He scared me. I told my mother, but she couldn't see him, and nobody could. And I learned to live with that. I had to. Um, but a couple of years wow. later, his, yeah, his mother, his cousin and uncle all started seeing this ghost. And so at that point, his mom was like, yeah, we got to get out of here. And they moved out. Wow, that's crazy. I but like- supposedly I read that he doesn't believe in ghosts. So I don't know what he like chalks this up to. What's well, that's what I've been saying. Like, throughout, I feel like throughout these podcasts is like even people's beliefs have little impact on what people's experiences are. You know what I mean? Right. Like, you know, no matter what your sort of worldview, we, we have these experiences or we don't. And, you know, some people believe in it and don't have them. Some people do and do, do have them. I mean, it, you know, it's but this stuff happens and we don't know how to explain it. You know, something right. something happens and, you know, it doesn't fit in our worldview. So we discard it. But, yeah, I think that's interesting that he would say that he didn't believe him having no one as a child. <laughs> right. OK, so the next one is Sting. <laughs> oh, yes. OK. Okay, so years ago, he owned a 16th century English manor house, (laughs) which, yeah, would be amazing. Um, So one night, definitely went down. Oh, okay, yeah, you took away my joke. (laughs) Oh no! (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, sorry. Okay, shut up, shut up. Okay, so um, one night though, he was startled awake at 3 a.m., which supposedly is the time of night when the veil between this world and the next one is the thinnest. Right. According to lore. Yes. The witching hour. So he said that he like looked in the corner of the room and thought he saw his wife, Trudy, standing there holding their child because he had young children at the time in her arms, just like staring at him. But then he looked over and he saw that Trudy was still in bed next to him. And he said that suddenly he got this terrible chill. And at that moment, Trudy woke up and she said, gosh, who is that? And she saw the woman with the child standing in the corner of the room, too. Wow. So at that point, then the apparition disappeared. But other creepy things kept happening in this manner. And he said a lot of fl- uh, a lot of things like flying objects and voices and strange, strange things happened. When you live in old houses, you get this energy there. Totally. I mean, like, I mean, I feel like if you if you're moving into an old castle, like, I went to a few castles in Scotland, and like, you just like oh, walk so in, you're like, this is definitely haunted. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So my next one is Jermaine Jackson. Okay. Okay. So apparently, um, he said that the Jack- Jackson family estate was haunted, 
and um, apparently it was built on Native American burial grounds. Whoa. So he had this crazy experience when he was a child. He woke up one night and he saw two spirits in his room. He said, I opened my eyes and there were two older people there. They seemed angry and evil and you could Whoa. feel an oppressive presence. So it wasn't like they were happy or, you know, benign. It Jesus. was, yeah, there was definitely like an evil feeling to it. And, and he, ta- he talked to his mother about it and his mother, Catherine, told him that they were demonic. Oh, my God, dude. That's horrible. Yeah, I know. Um, and then, um, so I'll just do one more. Okay. Uh, Jessica Alba. Okay. So the house she lived in as a child was haunted, too, um, by a pretty scary entity. Uh, She told the Sydney Morning Herald that she was lying in bed one night and, quote, felt this pressure and I couldn't get up. I couldn't scream. Something definitely took the covers off me and I couldn't get off the bed. And then once I did, I screamed and ran into my parents' room. And she added that there was definitely something in my parents' old house. I don't know what it was. And apparently the house has since been blessed and the, you know, the owners have burned sage. So. Wow. That's crazy. I feel like that's like one of the like scariest things that could happen in like a bedroom sort of scenario. Like seeing, seeing you know, ghosts sort of move through the room. There's like a train thing. coming. Can you hear that? Yeah, totally. We'll just so. leave it in. We'll leave it in. It's part of the spooky. <laughs> yeah. Spooky, uh, but um, yeah, I feel like like having your bedspread pulled off. That is that's pretty gotta terrifying. Because like, that's, that's the only terrifying. thing that makes you feel safe in that moment, probably. Right. It's like a blanket, something in between. And then that thing. kind of indicates that this is not just because people automatically go to what was the sleep paralysis where you're sort of like doing right. like a, a like a waking dream yeah, nightmare exactly. type of thing but can't argue with that that's right cool um okay all right i'll do i'll do my other one um it's sort of short but like i feel like we might want to talk about it a little bit but okay it's like one of my favorite celebrity ones okay. i mean i feel like okay, i'm the, excited yeah okay um and so this is Billy Corgan's shapeshifter story. Oh, awesome. Have you heard of this one? I have not. Okay, okay, okay. okay. I mean, this is one I've been obsessed with for, like, for, for I feel like, years now. But, um, it, I mean, it's not a full story because he's been so coy about the whole thing. Um, you know, but basically, I guess he's, like, going to put it in his book. He's got, like, a thousand-page manuscript that he's writing about his life or something like that. And so, <laughs> so I actually cannot wait for that to come out. If it ever, oh, I my mean, God. Are you going to read the whole thing? It's, it's like so, right. that rivals I mean, Morrissey. Yeah, yeah, right, right. Um, but anyway, so but he's told this story on a couple different talk shows, specifically Howard Stern and Joe Rogan. And um, both of them were pretty excited about it. But, uh, yeah, so um, basically the story goes that he was in his home with somebody um, he was not on drugs. He was uh, um, totally sober and he was talking to them um, and he said he turned and they were a different person. N- not exactly a person. And, and he said, who it was were hard, they? Was hard somebody to new? Well, this is w- one of the things he won't talk about is who it is. So oh. yeah, he, he's, he's um, sort of intentionally coy about the whole thing. He's very vague. Um, but yeah, every time someone asks him point blank, if you know, I think Howard Stern asked me, is it, you know, was this a celebrity? Is this somebody famous that we know? And he said, no. Um, but he said he won't sort of say anything more about who it is. But he said that they, yeah, they changed in front of him um, and that they, uh, after it happened, they acknowledged what happened, but wouldn't t- 
talk further about it. He said it was actually like a really sort of messed up experience. It was like really in one of the most intense experiences of his life, which I imagine if that happened to you, that certainly would be. Um, For sure. He said it actually happened twice. So it was it was um, with the same person with the same person at a different time. Um, and he said uh, later that the story is act to, to Howard Stern. I think to, that the story is even more fantastic than fantastical. It's actually the word he used uh, than you think. Um, Joe Rogan asked him out on his podcast, but he wouldn't. He w- said he wouldn't, you know, elaborate on on camera. Um, but he said that's when he told him. You know, said that it would be in a book um, that he was coming out with. Um, he went back on Howard Stern later. And Howard Stern again asked him that because obviously people went crazy about this. But um, he did add the detail that um, that they were naked at the time, which obviously, or that person was naked when when they sort of transformed. Um, and so, you know, that I think someone on Reddit implied that like, you know, this must be a past girlfriend or something like that. <laughs> if we just right. like look through enough of his girlfriends, you might be able to find it. But um, he definitely said so. It was it, like a like a post-sex I don't thing? know. That but would it's be definitely terrifying. an intimate moment. They're in his home, they're talking, and especially if one of them is naked, you know, and and it's happened more than once. Like, you would think this is somebody, not necessarily a girlfriend, but, you know, this could be someone that, that ha- he has some sort of relationship with, right? Um, and, you know, anyways, um, he did tell Howard Stern off camera what the story was. So he promised, you know, he made Howard Stern promise that if he told him in confidence that he would not reveal uh, the, st- the story or who it was. I think he's trying to protect whoever this person is. Um, and uh, he did tell him off camera and, you know, so <laughs> so, so somebody knows who this person oh is, God. but I'm not wow. sure if it's so much about who the person is than it is about what they sort of changed into or what the sort of, what he felt. I think it wasn't clear. It was definitely supernatural. I think, I don't know if he, it was sort of implying it was an alien or, or some other sort of type of thing, you know, but that's as far as I think people sort of inferred from the whole situation. Um, wow. So yeah, isn't that a crazy story? That is crazy. And I he, didn't you know, know that. He's so great when he talks about it, you know, like He's just so a matter of fact, you know, and he's like very much like, look, you know, I, you know, he's like, maybe I was hallucinating, but this is my reality. And, you know, you can't argue my reality, right? Like I saw something with my own eyes. You can't tell me any different because that's, that's what I perceived. Right. And yeah, it certainly could. He's like, it certainly could have been a hallucination, but it did happen twice. And that's a very specific thing to happen, especially with the same person. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I don't know. It's it's pretty pretty uh, insane story. He's I guess he's also had some other sort of paranormal encounters with like a uh, there was like I think he talked about one where you know a ghost what? walked through his house or something. But something occurs to me. Um, What's that? And maybe someday I'll tell the story. Uh, someone that I know that had an experience like this. But I wonder if it could have been kind of along the lines of a vision. Maybe. Yeah, where he was seeing some sort of mystical you know, some aspect or, of them, or you right, know, like, like a, it was almost like a metaphor. Or, right. Yeah, sure, right. I mean, I think there's definitely like, I mean, if you read any Carlos Casanata or you know autobiography of a yogi, there's definitely like reports of that type of stuff happening with you know sort of spiritually developed people or people who have some insight to you know sort of mystical experiences that you know seeing another dimension to them or having some sort of you know, out of the normal, 
out of the ordinary type of experience and or, or vision of them um, is something that that definitely happens in that whole world. So could be. Wow. Wow. That's, that's fascinating. Yeah. I really want to hear the, I want to hear the whole story though. I know. I know me too. I'm, I, I'm, I'm dying for this book to come out, but a thousand page manuscript, that sounds like something that's never. Just skip to the good part. <laughs> you know, like, you know. Yeah, we just do the short story, Billy. Like that's all we want. We just want the shapeshifter. We just story. want to know about the shapeshifter. Yeah. Um, okay, cool. cool. You want okay. to do a few more? Yeah, I'll, I'll do some more. Okay. okay. So this next one is fashion designer Cynthia Rowley. Okay. Um, apparently there was a ghost in her home in Connecticut. She would sometimes see this quote sort of apparition in the corner of a room, which. For some reason, and I don't know enough about it, and I want to learn more, but basically there's something about corners of, of rooms. Yeah, totally. Where yes. things tend to appear, even when like people are having a near-death experience. You yes. know, they, they tend to see things in the corner of the room. Totally. Um, so it's it's strange. It's, it's really fascinating. But anyway, she said that it was a lady with a scarf that was like sort of draped over her face. Huh. So at, at one point when she was living in this house, there was a fire and she escaped, thankfully. And um, the fire department was there and the fire chief told her that the woman who once owned that, the estate before she did was known as the Diamond Match heiress. And apparently she'd been badly burned in a fire, which explains the scarf. Oh, wow. Okay. Oh. Like, like she was like covering her. Yeah, her, like, like she covered her face. Her face. Oh, yeah, interesting. Yeah, because she'd been, yeah. So next one, Sir Patrick Stewart. Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah. So he saw a ghost backstage at the Royal Haymarket Theater in London, which is known to be haunted. Um, this was during a performance of Waiting for Godot, and he later told his co- co-star, Sir Ian McCallan, I just saw a ghost on stage during Act One. Um, he believes that it was the ghost of John Baldwin Buckstone, who was an actor and managed the theater in the 1800s. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So I these haunted like, theaters, like, have totally. come up more than once in these stories. Yeah, I feel like I, I came across a few like that, where, like, they're in a theater and there's, like, a specific, you know, actor or whatever. Um, but those, some of those theaters are definitely haunted and a lot of, um, you know, a lot of actors have backstage sort of experiences or, or people in the theater, like, People showing up in seats and, you know, I think that, I think even in that, um, the place I was at in, um, uh, in, uh, what was the, in Jerome, in that theater, they had like, there was like a a ghost that would show up in some of the seats there. Yeah. Okay. So I have another theater one. Okay. Okay. Laura Linney. Oh, wow. Um, Okay. Yeah. So she had an experience while she was performing at Broadway's notoriously haunted Belasco Theater. And she said, I was doing a play with Jane Alexander and I turned and I looked up to the upper balcony. There are two balconies there and the upper balcony you can only get into from the outside. And those doors were locked. I looked up and there was a woman standing in the front row looking over with a blue dress and blonde hair. And I just thought, well, hello. I looked back at Jane and I looked back and she was gone. So then later she went to the house manager and she was, she said, Joe, I think I saw a ghost. And he said, male or female? And she said, female. And then he goes, blue dress and blonde hair. Whoa. (laughs) Yeah. 
Interesting. Okay. So obviously she she was like a you know staple in that theater or something of some sort. Yeah. So the next one, Lord of the Rings director Peter Jackson had a pretty terrifying ghost encounter with a couple. Uh, it was like a couple decades ago when um, he was living in New Zealand. So he lived in an apartment with his wife, and he said one night I woke up and there was a figure in the room. She was really scary. Her face was like a silent scream. She glided across the room and disappeared into the wall. So that's scary enough. But then he woke up the next morning and he told his wife about what he'd seen. And his wife said, was it the woman with the screaming face? So she had seen the same ghost two years before and they'd never discussed it. Whoa, two years before. Oh, my God. Yeah. Dude, a screaming face. Could you imagine seeing that? No, no. No, and I don't want to see anything like that ever. (laughs) (laughs) So the next one, Matthew McConaughey. Oh, gosh. Okay. Okay, so he told the press that his Hollywood home was haunted by a ghost named Madame Blue, spelled B-L-U. And um, this is what he said about it. I was not even under the influence, and she was there. She wasn't that happy. It didn't seem like she was going to be much fun to hang around or have at my house. So I went ahead and I stood my ground. I opened the door and I said, you can move around all you want, but I'm not going anywhere. So he added that... I know. <laughs> it's like, of course, I Matthew know. McConaughey's ghost encounter be taking an opportunity to be all macho, like yeah, to totally, ghost. totally, right? <laughs> oh, that's so boring. But he said that <laughs> he said that for weeks, everyone who came to the house all said the same thing: "There's someone down that hall. Whoa. There's somebody down in that hall." And eventually, she just stopped coming around, probably because he was, you know, being uh, he punked her an out. arrogant, arrogant <laughs> dick. <laughs> okay two more the next one miley cyrus okay cool cool. (laughs) so she told luk that she had rented an apartment in london that turned out to be haunted and she said i was having really crazy dreams one night my little sister was standing in the shower and all of a sudden i hear her scream i run in there and the water had somehow flipped to hot but it wasn't like the water just changed. The knob had turned. Okay. So, all right. You can kind of, like, explain this away. But, like, she said that before this event happened, I thought I had seen a little boy sitting on the sink watching me take a shower. What? And then the next night after that, she saw him again sitting on the sink and, like, kicking his feet. Wow. Which is super creepy. Um, so her mother, uh, her aunt, and um, uh, her fiancé also had weird experiences after the shower incident. And then she looked into the place and she found out that there was an older man and his wife and son had been living there. And so she kind of thinks that this was maybe the ghost of his son that she was seeing. Huh. So th- was this like some stuff that sort of happened and then sort of went away or this was just like... Well, she moved out. She moved and out I, and then... Okay, yeah. I see, I and see. it kind of sounds like maybe this was like one of the reasons. Oh, interesting. Okay. All right. And so then my last one is Keanu Reeves. Oh, yes. All right. <laughs> okay. You've heard this before? No, no, no. I just love Keanu Reeves. So I, I, I did too. see there was one Everybody out there, loves but him. I don't know what the story is. Yes. Everybody loves him. Okay. He's great. Okay. So he told it on Jimmy Kimmel Live. And he said that he saw a ghost when he was a child living in New York City. So he was about six or seven years old, and his family had just moved here from Australia. 
So he was in a bedroom that was shared by their nanny, who was just kind of sitting there awake, and his sister, who was asleep. And he said, all of a sudden, this jacket comes waving through the doorway. This empty jacket. There's no body, no legs. It's just there. And then it disappears. I was a little kid and I thought, okay, that's interesting. But then he looked over at the nanny and she had this terrified look on her face. And he knew that what he had just seen was real. Wow. That's pretty cool. It was a jacket that sort of It was just a jacket. It was like a ghost jacket. Huh. Interesting. Well, I mean, okay. So supposedly um, when ghosts appear, you know, there are like different variations and Mm -hmm. sometimes it's just like a full body. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it's just like hands or feet or half of a body or the torso or whatever. Never heard of just a jacket though. Yeah, me neither. It's it's so maybe it's like a special jacket. Yeah, yeah, huh? But it was like something that disappeared. So it wasn't like a jacket just like flying through the room. It was like a sort of ghostly vision of some sort. Yeah, it was like some just. I mean, it was some kind of ghostly vision that must have disappeared. Huh? Or maybe it was like a torso or something. You know, you just like see it as a jacket. Maybe, it, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, I, I mean, mean I was to... it was it like what kind of jacket? I kind of want to know. Was it a <laughs> yeah. leather jacket? A was waistcoat? it a denim? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it like North Face. Totally. I mean, there were a lot of a blazer, like an yes. '80s power suit jacket with like totally. big like yeah. I don't know shoulder pads. That'd be pretty cool and scary. Yeah, it'd be really scary. Um, cool. Well, that was fun. Those were some fun stories. <laughs> Those were super fun. I think we should do a round two with like celebrity paranormal I think so too, like a roundup. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's interesting. There's a there's a lot out there. Like when we talked about doing this, and I we we both sort of looked and obviously came across a couple that were similar. But um, yeah, there's a lot of stories out there. Like, you know, I guess in interviews or stuff, or you know, for some reason, um, this comes up. Like, I don't know. I don't know if I would talk about this i mean on a you know like a a big talk show or something you know like if you had but it's interesting i'm glad they do because but maybe but maybe i mean i guess that's what we're kind of doing i mean i feel that's why we're doing it right (laughs) i mean i feel like i mean it's good because then i'm glad that people will come out about it because these these stories are so fascinating and i just and i hope that like if there's anybody listening and you have a story you'd like to share you'll send it to us at shadowlandpodcast at gmail.com Yes, we would love to hear Because we're going to do a listener story episode at some point here. Yes, we can count you amongst Keanu Reeves if you uh, send yes. in. Yes, you're in good company. Yes. Um, okay, cool. Well, I guess that does it for um, Spooktober. I feel pretty good. Mm-hmm. I feel like we like... I feel good, but really I'm also ran... a little sad. I really love Spooktober. Yes, me too. Well, we definitely like ran the gamut of like haunted places, all types of haunting. We got celebrity stories ghost sex it's pretty pretty rounded uh yeah <laughs> we packed a lot into this phenomena one. yeah totally um okay cool all right all well right. i feel good so um i guess until next time until next time all right okay. talk to you later talk to you later bye bye shadowland podcast is produced by seth javelin and christina Callard. edited by tim kelly theme music by tim lincoln Thanks, Tim.